Hello, friends, and welcome to the reset button episode number twelve. Number twelve. <laughs> I was like, "Hi, Sharon. Hi. How are you doing, friend?" Pretty good. How are you? Fantastic. So, for those of you that have just started listening to us, my name is Carlos Alvarez. This is Sharon Mahano, and we are here to help you reset your week, reset your attitude, flip your tortilla, and have some fun starting this week. Yes, like, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. So, Sharon, today, why don't you shine a little light on what it is that we're going to be talking about with our listeners? Well, we almost went into this week last week, but we had to keep it short. We are going to continue our conversation and. Start talking about communication. Communication. So last week, refresh my mind a little bit because it has been a whole week, my friend. I know oh, that we were talking week. about conversations and how sometimes having a conversation or an effective communication strategy can actually lead to less strife, conflict, and all those different things. Because the lack of communication can definitely lead to misunderstandings or some you were listening to somebody and they had their arms crossed, reading their body language, all these different things that create a conversation or create a communication and how to practice good listening, good convert. I was going to say conversing. No. Con conversating. Conversating. Who said that? <laughs> We're not even going to go there. <laughs> That's Tim's favorite word. Yeah. Let's conversate. Let's conversate <laughs> about this topic. He will punch us in the face if he sees <laughs> that we use the word. Let's conversate, which does not exist, people. But anyways. So, yeah, let's talk about communication, Sharon. Well, let's conversate about. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not conversate let's about. Let's not them. conversate. Let's have a conversation. No, let's communicate effectively. So you know there are four different ways of communicating, and I don't know them all by heart right now. It's just kind of some of the research that I had been doing. We have nonverbal communication, mm -hmm. right? What could that be? Somebody engaging maybe across the room with somebody, and you have like what people call quote unquote a moment. And like you can just like like when we talk without without, without using talking. words, but you know, like you use body language that could be non nonverbal, nonverbal, right? And then we also have something like we also have well, obviously, is verbal communication where you actually say what you're trying to say by speaking, right? And then there's also written communication, which right. is a little note, yes, like a little love note, a little love note from your um, what is it called when people are. Dating? No, 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 no. When you have like a stalker, like those stalking notes, like when they send it to you with paper clippings and newspaper writing. Like, like kidnapping? Like a kidnapping letter. That could be very not non... No, that's a very written type of communication there. Then we have formal and formal visuals and all that kind of other way of communicating. Yes. So I want to focus on the fact that I think where we were headed with last week in regards to communication or the lack thereof. It could lead to resentments. It mm -hmm. could lead to, like, on the negative aspect of communication, if, right? If you're not having a very open communication with somebody in regards to whatever the topic may be. For example, you and I, we pretty much have good conversations. If there's something that's bothering you, you come up to me and you're like, okay, this is bothering me. And then on the other side, I can have a conversation with you and be like, Sharon, this is bothering me. And I think that you and I have that very good relationship that we can talk and get past things and pretty quickly. Yeah. Right. Like For that one time part. that you made me mad at the salon. Oh, here we go again. Yeah, we talked the, about this last week. It was like two weeks ago, I think. How you made me real mad on a Saturday. See, we just like <laughs> let it go so fast <laughs> that we just I, can't we even, even remember. I don't even bring it back. Mm -hmm. But anyways, we <laughs> had a conversation. Or, you know, yeah, we talked about the time you ate my burger. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why do you always bring up those moments, friend? <laughs> and I did it to you twice, and it's yeah, always a lot of fun to okay. make you mad. But anyways, going into that kind of thing is that I feel like if you don't have conversations with people, people just start internalizing and repressing and internalizing and suppressing, suppressing, suppressing to the point that there's only so much that something can contain something before it either ruptures, explodes, or whatever, right? Yes, and then it just... And turns it into just, a whole other situation. Yeah, then it causes strife. Then there's tears. Then there's... Divorce. There could be a divorce. There can be unfinished business, let's say, in the workplace. And then that could cause somebody to leaving because they're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to go to work because it causes all of this other stuff. And then there's also a thing of over-communication. There's under-communication. And then there's something as bad as over-communicating something. Yes. I think that you and I have sometimes over-communicated. <laughs> Some, yes, the, <laughs> there could be, there could be. <laughs> to the point where we have no boundaries, but hey, it it's works okay. for us. But no. Um, as long as both parties are communicating, okay <laughs> communicating about, about the fact. About their over communication. So what do you feel is a good conversation to have or communication to have with, let's take it to perhaps a partnership. Whether it's your spouse, whether it's, for example, you at the salon, I mean, because we see you guys as partners, everybody that works with us at Trademark Salon. I don't see you guys as employees. I see you guys as people that have partnered with us to see our business succeed, Mm -hmm. right? So that could be on a personal, there's a professional, and then there's also such a thing as a spiritual communication, right? I think that we all need to be surrounded or well-balanced by body, mind, and being and all those different things that make the element of us. Let's start with personal. What's a good way of communicating with someone on a personal level? Let's say you and your spouse. How do you guys communicate? What do you feel creates an effective communication method for you guys? Well, Hano and I have been together for six years, and we just know how we like to communicate. So, for example, he knows that to communicate with me, he has to pick his words very wisely. Oh, Not like that. Not to make it sound like that. But... There's times to communicate with someone what you're trying to get through. And then with Mahano, I have to be careful with him because let's say he's upset about something. That is not the time to bring it up or that is not the time to talk about something. He has to kind of let it blow over or just let it get through, let the situation go through. And then after that, he wants to talk about it. So we've learned how each other can handle a situation. And then that's how we communicate. So getting to know the person and then that's how you figure things out. So do you feel like you guys, well, for example, you, do you feel like you brew, like you ponder on a particular thing and then you release it? Like you're one of those people that are like, give me five minutes, I need to cool off. And then you talk about it from a different point of view. Or are you one of those people that are a little bit more reactive? Like you hear it and you immediately want to jump on it. It's like, I want to talk now. Uh, It depends on what the situation is, because if it's in front of a lot of people, I will hold it in. For a really long time, and I will put it in my little file. The Rolodex, your Rolodex of communications <laughs> yes. to be had. And I will just put it there, and yes, I'll put it up there. But if it's on a one on one kind of thing, I'll want to talk about it at the moment, and then I need to address it because if not, then it's just going to bother me. Got it. So, one of the things that I feel like in communication to have a good, effective communication, there has to be Obviously, two parties. You can't have a conversation by yourself in front of the mirror, although I pep talk myself many a times in front of the mirror. Even sometimes just like practicing for 
our podcast, or for those of you that don't know, you should know by now, it's week 12, people. Come on, you've listened to episode one. You had your client tell us this week. She's been listening to the whole podcast. She's and- like, Sharon, I've been listening <clears throat> to you guys. And I'm like, great. How many podcasts have you listened to? She's like, the first one. I'm She's like, on episode girl. one. <laughs> She's a little bit behind. But in a party, for me, for example, if I have to practice something where it's public speaking or whatever, I many of times practice in the shower. The curtain's my audience, and I'm like, hello, Houston, Texas. You know, it's like, and I mean, what better place than to feel raw and naked than when you're taking the shower? And then the other place where I practice a lot on my communication skills is in the car. I love just talking to myself in the car. People probably think that I'm just crazy, which I am a little bit. And then the other place that I like to practice communication is simply having amazing conversations with people. There's two parties. There's a party A and party B, and then there's Cardi B. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was going to come up. I just read that right now. Party A, it's going to be a listener. Okay. There has to be a listener, and then there has to be a receiver. The listener is going to be the one that is taking and internalizing all the information that you're given. And then there's also the party that's going to be delivering the communication. So, for example, I am having a problem with you. Sharon, here is the problem. And I think that in order for there to be effective communication, the other person that is listening should be receptive and not necessarily argumentatively listening to you. And we've talked about this in the past and how not to, in the back of their mind, coming up with what it is that they need to retaliate with, right? but truly listen to what it is that you have to say. The person listening and the person speaking both have to have somewhat of a positive attitude going into it. Because if not, it just creates, no, but you made me do this. It's your fault. Like the finger pointing and There's all of a the, lot of tension. And the tension comes up. And I think that one of the things in order for there to be effective communication, there has to be open ears on both sides. Mm-hmm. Listen to what you're saying and listen to what the other person is telling you. That way you can internalize, you can process quickly, choosing your words wisely. Many a times, for example, for me, my tongue is a lot faster than my ears are, right? So it's like I will many of times just quickly jump into speaking, retaliating, or why are you smirking, Sharon? You're not on the camera right now, and I know this, but you're smirking. <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> and let me switch it over to you because it's like, uh-uh, this is not going to happen. But I'm there has listening. to be there has to be two people. In order for there to be good communication, there has to be some sort of echo. Go. Go, go, go. Kind of like umbrella, Ella, Ella. No, but there has to be an echo during a conversation. So what do I mean by this? You should know, Sharon. Because I'm always repeating things. <laughs> there always has to be somebody repeating things that are being said. So in communication, in order for it to be effective and for it to be internalized and for there to be an agreement of what is being spoken about, mm-hmm. both people have to, okay, so if I'm hearing you correctly, you said that I am X, Y, and C, or you're saying that we should X, Y, and C. So it's almost like an affirmation of whatever it is that you are saying for there to be validity, I guess, and for the person to know as well. That you understood what they were trying to say. That you understand and that you are listening. Yes. Because golly, girl, let me tell you something. I'm not going to say all the time, but many of times people can be telling me something and I have that rapid cycling memory or mentality where you could be telling me something and then all of a sudden for three seconds I space out. And you go across the street to Whole Foods, have a photo shoot and come back. Come back and I'm like, 
What? Wait, hold on. What did you just say? What? Say what? <laughs> but, <laughs> but at least I'm honest about it. I'm like, girl, I spaced out for 10 seconds. I did not listen to anything you said. Mm-hmm. That's effective communication, even though I was gone. But you effectively told the person that you weren't listening. But I told them, you know what? I did not listen. Let's start over. Where there's some other times where people are like, oh, oh, yes, honey, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like they'll just keep on talking and pretending like they heard. But Smile or not. And I think that that's very common in our industry, right? We're hairdressers and we listen to many conversations. And in order for us to communicate effectively with our clients, one, we have to be on point. We have to be, I don't know, we have to multitask so much during a service. We're talking. We are doing hair. We have to try to formulate. We have I mean, to yeah. dry hair, cut hair. So we're listen to. We're doing all four forms mm-hmm. of communication: verbal, nonverbal, written in a way because we have to write down formulas and mm-hmm. whatever. And then there's body language. Yeah, trying to read body what language. They're thinking. Like if their lips are pursed and their arms are crossed and their legs are crossed and they're sitting back in the chair, then something is that is obviously like, okay, not right. What's up, Christmas? You know, it's like, what's going on? So knowing how to do all of those different things. But anyways. So that's part of communicating. In the, <laughs> so, communicating in the. And the fact that there has to be an echo. In the echoness. Yeah, there has to be echo. And then when you get to the point of having a conversation with somebody in order to not create strife or for there to be tension and friction, there's different ways that you, people can communicate. One of my favorite things that I do with Tim, and we actually haven't done this in a very long time, mm-hmm. is that Tim would always tell me, okay, let's sit down on the floor. And we would sit on the floor in front of each other, and we could tell each other something that was bothering us. or And this was very early on in our relationship, and we were already having these type <laughs> of conversations, like sitting Indian-style singing Kumbaya. Well, yeah, because now you can't get up. No, <laughs> now we creak and <laughs> That's crack. That's probably why you haven't done it in a while. <laughs> Now it's like, can we just do it from the ottoman? Can we just sit on the couch? Can we sit on the couch? Or let's go to the movies instead. Chairs are a little more comfortable. (laughs) But no, I mean, sitting Indian style in front of each other and his mentality or reasoning behind it was like, let's be grounded. No shouting, no nothing. And we had to set those. I mean, girl, I'm Latino. I'm Mexican. And my hands go up in the air and my voice starts getting louder. And I'm like, you told me that blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like the animation yes, comes start, out. I wonder what it is. It's part of our know. culture. Well, there's several cultures that have it. Italians yeah, because Italians it. have it too. I mean, everything Latin based. I think we have that passion in us, you know. It's because we grew up watching telenovelas. Tel- telenovelas and Oh, yeah. Those soap operas mess you up. They do mess you up. But let me tell you, we can do one good slap and that head will swing 360 and come back and slap you right back and in the you, you Next know, thing like, you know, you rolled your collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> poor Sharon, guys. Her collarbone has been rolled for a few weeks. Now the poor girl is in pain. But anyways, I feel like we haven't really talked about the whole communication thing. There's things that you have to manage within a conversation. We know that there has to be a listener. And there has to be a communicator, mm-hmm. right? So other things that are good ways of practicing this is if there's something that you're holding on to and you're waiting to have a conversation with somebody, write them down. Create yourself a little. I mean, it doesn't have to be a journal or anything like that. But if you guys journal, absolutely. High five. But write the things down, the key points that it is that you want to talk about. Lay them all in writing. Think about them. Wake up the next day and you'll have a little bit more of clarity. And when you write things down and you're not being reactive to a situation, 
you find out that things really were not that bad, right? So do you find that you sometimes wait to communicate something? Well, you know what? I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I think I do both. Okay. Because there are some times that I am completely human and I react in the moment. Mm -hmm. And you guys will know immediately when I'm mad because even though I'm brown, I can go red very quickly. (laughs) And that's just like a chameleon. My eyes get bloodshot red and I'm just like, I'm mad. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one of those people that gets mad to the point where I start crying. But I know some people that get to the point where they're... That's me. That you get to that point where you just I'm start so crying. I'm so mad, I just cry. That you're so mad. And you see, I never get that. To me, tears are associated differently. But that's your way of yeah, that's, exerting that anger. Yes. For I don't me, cry from sadness. I cry from anger. Back in the day, I used to punch something. Oh, I can't. Oh, no, my hand hurts. I can't do that stuff. I, I work with my up. hands too much now. It's like <laughs> I can't lose my knuckles. But yeah, talk about anger management, so which I've got under of, control. What a good way of doing that is maybe managing your stress at the moment. Well, definitely manage your stress, which I, I mean, throughout this whole, it's very hard. And it's even hard for me even talking about it right now because we were just going through the whole salon remodel phase three now, the final remodel of the salon. And it was one of those things where... Everybody is hitting you with, we need $10,000. I need a check for this. I need a check for that. Then the IRS wants money. Then the employees want to get paid. I mean, what the hell? How dare they? How dare they? I mean, be glad that I'm giving you a platform to work with. (laughs) 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 That you have a chair in our salon. But there's a lot of things. And then people still need to, as a hairdresser, you still have to put your game face. Yeah. Like not let people know. And you're very good about the game face. We've talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. Sharon could be falling apart. Literally. Literally with color roller. <laughs> co- what is, how do you say it? My collar with a sling on. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> She's slinging the other arm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, how to manage that stress? Because there's so much life happening at once to so many of us that we harp on that. We just like, okay, this is my cloud. I'm taking it with me all day long. And then that affects every single conversation you have throughout the day. Mm -hmm. You could be having a conversation with the donut people. If you guys eat donuts, I don't like donuts. But if you bring me an hojarasca, I'm all about it. That's a little Spanish cooking. But if you're going to the bakery and you order something and then you go and you leave and you come back and you're like, this donut hole was not the right hole or whatever, <laughs> you know, it's like it was it, not the right flavor. flavor. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that one. Or you will go to Starbucks and then you're like, my coffee was too hot. My coffee was too cold. How dare they? They put whipped cream in it, which I hate whipped cream, but me too. in coffee, just in coffee. No, but anyways, that affects everything. Every single thing that you do, you go to the dry cleaners, pick up your dry cleaning, a button is busted, and you explode again. You go to Whole Foods to go get your whatever people get at Whole Foods. I just go for the drinks and fruit, the detergents, I guess. The cap was off. And now it's spilled in your car. And it's like, wow, like things happen. But we harp so much on something or a small event that it affects every single conversation that we have throughout the day, that everything's perceived negatively. So if we engage and change and reset ourselves with a more positive attitude out of an event, I feel like we're going to have better communication and better conversations with people throughout the day with an open mind, a little more clarity. Positivity. Positivity, write things down, then have that conversation with somebody that you're having conflict with Just be like, you know what, this bothered me and this is why. When you approach somebody with a little more clarity into what you're going to talk about, that other person receiving the conversation is not going to be quick to react and be like, hold them up. 
Right. Right? I feel like that person is going to be a little bit more open about it. So what are you getting about this, Sharon? Tell me a little bit. Well, I think where I was going to go with this was that sometimes whenever we communicate, we also get the other side of the story. Because sometimes we only know our side of the story and then we talk to someone and then we're like, oh, I didn't even know you were going through that. Or I didn't know that that's why you reacted that way or that's why whatever. One of the things that Tim always says is that there's two sides to every story and the truth is somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. Because the way that somebody perceives, let's say, for example, when you and I had that little thing on Saturday where I don't even remember how it went down that I was so mad at you for something with a chair. But anyways... You came back to me and we both had that conversation. And once I saw your side and you saw my side, it was like, oh, wait. It really wasn't that. It was nothing. Yeah. It was nothing. It was just that it was one of those things that at the moment, it seemed like it was something bigger, mm -hmm. something major. But it, once we talked it out, in reality, there was nothing to be upset about. But if we didn't have that relationship where we bring everything up, then that would have been one of those things that you would I would have held, held in. That, and yeah. I would have been like, oh. Like that, Carlos. He doesn't want me to use his chairs in his salon. <laughs> in, his, blah, blah, blah. in his little salon in the suburbs. In the suburbs. <laughs> and then I would have probably held that in for weeks. And then that's just how things get started. That's so how they that's, start snowballing. Exactly. And then it was for nothing. And it was really, absolutely it was for nothing. nothing. I don't even remember what it was over, to be quite honest. Oh, I do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just like chip oh, on her that's shoulder. What I get. <laughs> what, what happened, Sharon? <laughs> I just heard a pop. Did I'm you, good. Did you pop out of place? I think I popped out of place. Sharon, y'all, you know what? what I think happened. this is the thing. I think all of our employees are getting older and I only keep getting younger because I'm I sucking know. all the life out of them. He's but. sucking the calcium out of my shoulder. <laughs> 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 but anyways, so how do you deal with over communication? How do you... <laughs> Jeez, was it that funny? <laughs> I just got a visual for some reason. <laughs> how about we talk about over communication? How do we... Get around that. How do you know when you over communicate? You know, that is something because that I was trying to shine a little light have, on because I have that issue I think sometimes when I over communicate and then people are just like, just shut up. <laughs> right? Like you already made a sale. Like, stop. yeah, just stop. I think that this is very easy or this is very common even within, well, I'm speaking to what I know and it's hairdressers that they're like trying to sell a service to a client and then the client heard everything that they needed to hear mm -hmm. to make their educated, decision whether mm -hmm. yes or no they're going to move forward with something but then there's always that moment of awkwardness where people think that they have to fill it in that they have to fill it in or that they feel like as they're deliberating i guess or as they're trying to come up with their decision we tend to want to fill in that gap and be like but you know if you do this blah 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 and then in their mind they're already saying yes to whatever service you're selling they're just trying to compute or whatever on the numbers or how they're going to pay for a service or whatever the case may be. But in our end, we're perceiving it as like, oh, she's about to say no. She's about to say no. She's about to say no. So then we're like, but I can do it for $10 cheaper. Mm -hmm. And then there's that weird, awkward yes. silence again. And they're like, well, you know what? If we do it today, I will give you 50% off. I mean, that's not that it happens, but you know where I'm going with this? Where yeah, people so don't are get just... ideas. <laughs> <laughs> if you're quiet, we're going to be like, we know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> no, but I think that there is such a thing as over-communication. Over-communicating in that sense is over-communication. It's over-selling. It's over-whatever. I don't necessarily agree with over-communication in that sense because I don't think that there's ever over-communication, let's say, with your husband. Mm -hmm. Right? 
I think that our spouses should know everything to a certain point. You know, we all have that hidden credit card or we all have that hidden little money somewhere and both of them do it. Don't think that it's just the wives or the husbands doing it, right? I think that mm-hmm. both parties always in. Why are you smiling for me? Because do you have a... No, I'm just laughing because I'm like... Do you have I'm, a secret stash? I'm just imagining someone hiding like a secret stash in their bra or something. <laughs> Why would you tell me where they put it? I, I put, I'm not even going to tell you where I put them in. Mm-hmm. But anyways. <laughs> Those yarmulkes. Those yarmulkes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to tell that story. Oh my gosh. That's a whole nother story. We always keep remembering ourselves of our stories. But anyways, over communication, I don't think that it how about in the How about in the workplace? Is there such thing as over communication? In the workplace? I don't know because you guys know everything about me. But between your employees? Hmm. You're making me think now. Well, there's a lot of things that you guys, for example, don't know. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of things that you may know over some of the other employees, Mm -hmm. but that's because of your position with our company. There's things that CJ knows that other people don't know because that's his position within the company. And then there's other people that just know nothing because they're just either starting out, we're testing them, whatever the case may be with that regard. But yeah, I feel like you can over-communicate at work. We've had this problem not so long ago that we felt like somebody wanted to over-communicate and be like, oh, I'm not happy here because of X, Y, C. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, we're not happy with you being here for X, A, y. B, and C yeah, and see your way out. You know what I mean? So was it because she was over-communicating? Oh, I didn't say he or she. Well, we don't have any he's. They're oh. all she's. <laughs> Even the boys are all she's. They're Hershey's. They're Hershey's. <laughs> we have Hershey's. Oh, there's going to be the Hershey's. Aw, Something the was Hers- today. The Hershey's of Trademark The Hershey's on. of Trademark. No, over-communication sometimes from an employee, for example, to us can be in the fact that I don't like this, but it also depends on how you approach it. If mm-hmm. you corner us, then we come through like yeah. a cat on its back. If you approach me with a conversation... Then I see things very differently. Again, approach so that uh, the approach to the conversation is the communicate outcome. with intent. Absolutely. So if you're going to communicate, then do it with a purpose. So like, don't do it are, just for the sense of like yeah, I want to complain. Exactly. Well, I think that goes with anything then, because if you're going to communicate with your spouse, don't just do it and then complain to them and then make them feel bad. Or if you're going to communicate to a coworker, don't just do it to bring down the, the, like, morale the, energy. the, the energy. Or if you're going to do it with your boss, don't just do it to just sound like a little baby. To PO them. <laughs> so I guess just so communication with, with, with intent. intent. With intent. Absolutely. Because so many of times I feel like we also just say things to say them. Mm-hmm. But... There's been several times when I come up to you, or you will come to me, sorry, and you learned this from back in the day, that don't present me a problem unless you have a solution to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's another way that we can also approach communications. It's like, I want to tell you this, and I think that this is a way that we can fix it. But I'm also open to, to suggestions. To suggestions and for us to together come up with a better way of communicating or for mm-hmm. a better way to resolving this issue. So don't just talk out of your whatever and <laughs> right. And let's come up with resolution. Unresolved communication always leads to what are they thinking of me or what is she thinking mm-hmm. of me? Why didn't she tell me blah, blah, blah? I could have done this. She could have done that. Like all of these different stories that immediately as humans, we start telling ourselves about whatever mm-hmm. that then we shut down. We don't communicate. We are angry. It carries all the way up to next day. And then all of a sudden 
something reminds you about that and it resurfaces and you get all angry all over again. Right. Why? And it's simply because we did not resolve it. If you True. resolve any sort of strife that you have going with somebody, it's pretty much going to be easier for you guys to just move on and mm -hmm. move past it. That is very true. Right? I think so. So with that being said, I know that it was a little bit more like we were talking about communications and conversations to be had with people and ways of effectively doing it. I feel like we didn't effectively communicate this message because we were a little <laughs> bit all over the place. But just remember, be positive. Be positive when you come into a communication scenario with somebody. The person has to also be a good listener, the other person, for in order for us to have a good conversation. Remember to always repeat or echo or what they call active listening. Yes. Be an active listener. Repeat some of the things that are being said just so that the person that is talking to you knows that you are listening. Make things clear. Absolutely. Make things a lot more clear. And I think that just following those few key points, you're also going to have a better conversation. Yes, that is very true. So to finish things up here, to wrap it up. Wrap it up, friend. Wrap, wrap it, it up. up. <laughs> wrap it up, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up, wrap it up. What should all fall out? What's your call to action, Nancy? Well, a call to action for us to be is like, think about a conversation that you wish you could only have with somebody. And I'm not talking about thinking about a deceased person. No, let's talk about somebody that you can have a true conversation with that is still in this dimension, that they're still in our world, and that you have just unresolved business with them and write the things that you would like to tell this person. Whether they are good or bad or whether you every would single say feeling. it to their face or not. Yeah, every single feeling. Every single feeling that you might have about this person, write it down. Whether you have this conversation or not, it's a whole different thing. And then read it the next day and then the following. And you will know that eventually you either let it go or it's something that you're like, okay, this bothers me to the point where I need to have this conversation. It may be pleasant. It may not. Mm -hmm. But the only way that you're going to find out is by actually speaking to that person. So write your key points down. Think about this person. If it still infuriates you and the fact that you're reading these things and you're like, I cannot keep going through life with this then let's go ahead and sit down and chat about it. That's a good one. So we will be wrapping it up like that. So that's the way that we wrap it here on episode number 12. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. My name is Carlos Alvarez, and this is my friend, Sharon Mahano. And we will be shining a little more light on you next week on episode number 13. Who knows what the conversation will be? We'll see you guys very soon. Thank you so much for listening.